everybody, I'm Connor, that's Doug, and this is the Bethel School District Presents Podcast, and we have a huge show for you today, and I know we say that every week, but this week we actually mean it. Joining us on the pod this week is Ava Dumaney. She's a guest teacher who's been at Clover Creek Elementary for the past couple weeks, all the way from Namibia, Africa. Namibia, home to the Skeleton Coast National Park. And did you know that their national bird is the African fish eagle? Well, of course you would know that, Doug. I know you are a bit of a world traveler and you've been to Africa. You ever been to Namibia? I have not been to Namibia yet. If you look at it on a map, it has a panhandle, kind of like Oklahoma, just on the opposite side. That panhandle touches two countries I have been to, Zambia and Zimbabwe, but Namibia, a lot more deserty, but a lot of cool birds there I would like to go see, so it is on my list. Well, first, Doug, stop bragging about all the places you traveled. It's unbecoming. But you asked me. Well, that's neither here nor there, but it does bring up an interesting topic of conversation. You say Namibia's on your bucket list. Mine too, by the way. But do you have a dream location for travel? I do. I won't have to go as far afield as Southern Africa to get there. It is in the continental United States, but it does require some pre-planning. One of my dreams is to see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade live and in person. And by live and in person, I don't mean on the streets with a bazillion people. I mean from a hotel room that overlooks the parade so I can watch it out the window and watch it on TV at the same time with some room service. I think that is definitely top of my bucket list, but I've heard the hotels you have to book at least three years in advance. What about you, Connor? Where are you heading to? Oh man, I have so many places I want to see, but top of my bucket list has got to be Vietnam. My mom actually lived in Saigon for a few years when she was a kid, and I've always wanted to visit. I love Vietnamese culture. I love the food. I would eat pho morning, noon, and night if I was allowed to. So hopefully one of these days I can wake up and say, good morning, Vietnam. Well, Connor, I do hope you get there someday, and I'm going to just let that good morning Vietnam go because I have way too many Adrian Cronauer impressions that I just am dying to do with a microphone in front of me. But I'm not. We're going to get back to our regularly scheduled programming here and head to Clover Creek Elementary where you sat down with a Namibian teacher and one of Clover Creek's own teachers and talked about this exciting exchange program. Joining us today is Bree Wells, third grade teacher at Clover Creek Elementary School. Also joining us is Ava Dumaney. She's a guest educator here teaching first grade from Namibia. So Bree, I'm gonna start with you. This sounds like a really cool program. Can you tell us a little bit about how it came to be that Ava joined us here? Yeah, so when I went to PLU 12 years ago, one of my professors started a student teaching program where she got to bring student teachers from the US to go student teach in Namibia. Um, when I was there, 12 years ago, I student taught at a school in an area called Katatora. And so I got to go for free, pretty much. And just like Ava is here, she did not have to pay to come either. So it's a it's through PLU and the Wong Center. They do a lot of like um, study abroad things. They brought a group of six of us back to Namibia who've all been at different times throughout our years at PLU back for a second time. And so I got paired with Eva because it was an application process. Like I had to apply, she had to apply. And then there was like a panel that went over our applications. And so we were each selected and then paired together for me to go to Namibia and teach with her. And then for her to come here with me um, at Clover <coughs> Creek and teach with me. And Ava, 
it sounds like you've got a bit of a history with this program having hosted several teachers. What initially interested you in the idea of coming over to the United States and guest teaching here? Oh, okay. You know, it was like an idea. So we didn't really think much of it or we didn't like dwell and ponder too much on it. Of course, we also want to travel. We also want to see how the other teachers are doing their stuff on the other side because we have been receiving many of them uh, on the other end. So we also want to see how it is the other side. Yeah, so that's how it eventually started growing and then eventually found ourselves where we are right now. And I'm sure having spoken with so many teachers, American teachers over there, I would assume you had a pretty good idea of what to expect, but it is, it's so far away. We were just talking about the flight and how insane that was. What's been your experience like? And I know that's asking a lot to sum it up because you're still probably processing a lot of it, mm -hmm. but, but just tell us a little bit about what it's like to be here and be in the classroom. Oh yes, it was really like uh, um, back home when I speak to the students, they would tell me about uh, their schools here and how it is the education system so uh, it's kind of different when you hear it from them and when you're experiencing it so now I get to experience and live it and I see a lot of things how how things are done here and how things are done uh, back home and uh, we have a lot of, I see a lot of similarities, for example, like children, <laughs> like I always say, students are students wherever you are, like my Namibian students are the same as uh, uh, the American students, like they still have the same hearts, although things are done very differently here, we also have different ways of doing things. What are some of the biggest similarities, differences in just the way that classrooms operate, schools operate in the two cultures? So the differences would be obviously like uh, the class sizes, because back home I have more students. Like at the moment I'm sitting with 44 students in my classroom and Bree sitting with 20 students. So that is already like a big difference. Here you have a lot of support teachers, which uh, is a big difference because uh, back home we don't really have that. Like our staff is a little bit much smaller. You have like your classroom, like I'm a first grade teacher. So I sit with my students from currently our school starts at uh, 10 past seven and then we dismiss at 10 past one. So I sit with my students from 10 past seven up until 10 past one. When they go out for recess, which you call recess, we call it break. When they go at 10 o'clock, I go with them and I sit with them while they eat and stuff. So I already see a lot of differences. They Here you have like a lot of support teachers, like if the student is struggling probably or hasn't mastered yet a certain competency or uh, hasn't yet reached that area, you have teachers who are assisting in that, like uh, the students are sent to this class for a certain time and then they get to sit with the teacher, the teacher works with them. Whereas back home, um, uh, we are not yet like at that stage. <laughs> so if the student is probably having a difficulty or is still struggling a little bit in reading, you the teacher, like I am the one who has to sit with that student and work with that student throughout. Uh, I really have a lot on my plate. Like I have a lot of things to do with all my 44 students and even as I see the other subjects, the physical education, you have music, you have visual art. Uh, back home, I'm the one who has to sit and do all of that with my students, whereas here you have different teachers uh, assigned for that. That's really interesting. It seems like there are a lot of similarities and just the yeah. differences are, are slight, but they're important. And Bree, you've now been on both sides of this as a teacher in Namibia and also as someone who's hosting a teacher. What do you think not only the students, but the educators themselves get from this type of culture? 
cultural exchange? It's been pretty amazing. Uh, um, we had another teacher um, here with us, Miss Alessandra, and she is kind of like an instructional coach and first grade teacher over in Namibia at the same school as Eva's at. So they've been taking lots of notes and they were doing a lot of debriefing, you know, when I'm teaching or they've observed a variety of teachers. I've put them in first grade, I put them in lap, I've put them in second grade, and we're going to go walk around like the fourth and fifth grade portables. So I think one thing that really stood out to them was our zones of regulation. So they talked about wanting to um, kind of focus more on cell um, when they go back to Namibia. Um, every classroom at Clover Creek has like a break space or like a recharge station. So that was something we gathered um, some of the things that were in my break space. So they could bring them home and try to kind of create something similar. We made our reading groups for third grade at one of our PLCs. And so they got to um, see kind of how we place kids based on skill. They took lots of notes on that. And uh, Miss Gravel and Ava were saying, okay, even though we don't have like a lap teacher, like we could still, you know, group kids based on need to kind of meet them where they are. So I know that that has been a takeaway. And not only like have they learned from me, but I feel like I've learned a lot from them. In Namibia, religion is taught in schools. And so they do a lot of like Bible songs and Christian songs, which we don't do here. However, uh, Miss Dumeni taught them like a goodbye song and some different call and responses that will continue. And so like yesterday, my students, they're like, let's do our goodbye song. So like, I just feel like the music and the dance in Namibia, I'm not like a singing music teacher at all, but I feel like that's an area that I want to grow in because some kids love that and live for that. So, you know, I'm taking a lot of things that I'm going to keep here with me too. That's awesome. And and outside of the classroom, did you get to do some fun stuff at least? Did you go to Seattle? Did you see the Space Needle? What, what's some of the fun stuff you did? We went to Mount Rainier. Am I saying it correctly? Yeah. <laughs> the day we went, it was really full. That's what uh, our professor told us. So for me, that wasn't full because I've seen much, many more people than that. But we went uh, there. We, we, we got a chance to be like at the facility center, I think, or something in that line, whereby we could go check, go inside and, and, and look at, like, read the history about Mount Rainier and about all the animals, the plants and everything. And um, we got to take pictures. We even brought our Namibian map and we made sure we, we took pictures like very close to the mountain. We unfortunately didn't get a chance to hike up to the mountain, but at least we got that experience. That was a, an amazing experience. We managed to to tour some of the places around town. Uh, we went to see the, the glass uh, museum. We saw all the beautiful glass that he has made and were told about how he has donated it to especially PLU and uh, the different places. So that was really cool to see. I've never seen that like physically. I've seen it on TV. So that was really cool to see. I went to check out your fair. So amazing. I went to some rides that we don't have back home. And I really loved the fact that it was it's very child friendly. There's a lot of things for kids to do, although it was really expensive. <laughs> there are things that I would have loved to try. I saw somebody having like a big turkey leg or whatever it was and I really wanted to try that but I was like no <laughs> I saw a lot of big animals like I see here you have really big stuff I saw a big cow I've never seen such a big high huge cow like that I saw big horses like back home we also do have those animals but they are not that 
huge. It was so fun and interesting for me because this is my first time. So everything that I saw was really fun and interesting. So Ava, you've been in a Bethel classroom now for a couple of weeks. What's something that sticks out for you that we're doing successfully in our classrooms? I like the fact that uh, you are really incorporating technology in the classes. Yeah, it's a good thing. And it's a good way of really, I think like that you can do your work faster, whereas back home, we are still sticking to like our old methods of teaching. We still have the chalkboard. Uh, we still have the, the chalk that we use. So I think this one is very effective in a way that, you know, you can get the message across faster. That's what I've observed. Mm -hmm. So like that was another thing, like we're trying to get them set up with like whiteboards and whiteboard markers just to yeah. increase engagement. So yeah. just the lack of resources when yeah. I was there. It's hard for me now that I've taught for 12 years yeah. without a white, like without kids using yes. whiteboards because it's so engaging and then that's yes. a way to hold them all accountable. Yes. So I think just brainstorming like how to take what we have here mm -hmm. and then be like, what can we take back that's sustainable? But it was really interesting to see that uh, here where your, your government is really intentional about making sure that students are having those type of facilities and I'm not trying to say this to look down on my on my people or government but it's just something different that I saw uh -huh. that was also really interesting for me. And I'll take this opportunity to thank our voters for continuing to pass our technology levy to allow us to have <laughs> one iPad for every student and all these other great technological advances mm -hmm. so thank you voters for that mm -hmm. and thank you both for joining me and thank you for coming all the way over to share your experiences with our children and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Of course thank you so much for having me and I would definitely love to come back and um, I really would want this relationship to continue because it's something that we have started and it has to continue. Connor, excellent interview as always, and it's really great that Ava got to be here during fair season. The Puyallup Fair is a fantastic place to visit and to soak up some of our local culture. Next week, we'll be chatting with our Chief Financial Officer, Brian Verley, about the district's budget and all things money. We hope you'll join us. Bye, everybody.